Well, then uh, let's knock out an awkward intro, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, knock that motherfucker out. Yeah. Mama said to. Yeah. That, that is what she said. Yes. Well, so says LL. Oops. And LL, I don't know him to have lied, but drop my starburst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your favorite starburst, if anybody has one? Uh, Orange. Yellow. Well, I got an orange and a yellow. Nice. Oh, the perfect pack. I do also enjoy an all pink. And the red. Uh, yeah. I, got like, I, don't, I don't think there's one I don't like. I don't care for artificial strawberries. So. Oh, okay. I don't like the pink. Hmm. That's fair. What uh, about I, artificial cherry? Uh, okay. So hilariously, I love strawberries and I hate artificial strawberry. I love artificial cherry, but I don't like actual cherries. <laughs> Is that like me and ketchup and tomatoes? Like, I hate tomatoes, but I love ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. The cherries are kind of, cherries can be kind of funky to eat. Mm-hmm. I love a grape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love oh, an artificial yeah. grape. Mm. Oh, yeah. The purple flavor. Pur- purple drink. Purple drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody, I forgot I was gaming with them. They're like, what's this purple stuff? Tell you what, it's not Sunny D. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Man, anybody been keeping up with that CinemaCon? Uh, No, I've seen some pictures, but I don't really have any know of what's going on. What is CinemaCon? It's just like a big, hey, here's all the stuff coming out. This year, like for the big stuff for uh, Oscar season and the nice. summer. Yeah, I need to get on that. Okay. Yeah, they they just been previewing a whole bunch of things and having a good time. Okay. Good. Have you seen anything in particular that looks enticing? I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. Just new trailers for stuff I was already excited for. So good. They. That the new Fast X trailer is wild as fuck, <laughs> and uh, I'm I know I probably shouldn't be, and Ezra Miller's a piece of shit, but I'm very excited about the Flash movie, you know. Yeah, it looks this good. is all they get though. Like, again, all that shit happened after granted production, post production, and all that stuff, but everything happened like after they make right. another one. I'm gonna fucking say, no, fuck you, yeah. Or I'm I don't end up fucking watching it anyway because I, I'm a bad fucking leftist lib jerk, and but I still don't touch Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, um, and if if they have another, you know, I don't know how they're going to handle Batman per se, but if Michael Keaton is back again, I mean, how can you skip that? I right? I can't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not allowed. Yeah. I'll feel bad. I'm for a minute. I'll maybe feel bad. I don't know. I I probably should feel bad, and I yeah. I recognize that. But this this movie has my money. No, yeah, no, I'm that's sorry. fair. I'm sorry to anybody that's mad at me. For that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Oprah and Tarashi P Henson and Fantasia Barino were all there supporting the. Uh, the uh, color purple musical, okay, coming out. Now you see, I I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, I might like that musical. Probably, <laughs> yeah. 
I'd imagine it'd be a good time. I think I well, I think I just need a I need to find you the right <laughs> musical, Zach. I, I like, you know, I like a handful. I, I need to find you the right musicals because you're just not watching the right ones. <laughs> yeah. Not. What I need is the handful <clears throat> that you like and yes. create an algorithm. <laughs> well, we've covered a few of them, like <laughs> Sound of Music and My Fair Lady, and I like the 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 staples, I guess, from the fifties and sixties and stuff. But Okay. Okay. So uh I'm hearing uh what's it called? Uh Rogers. Seven wives for seven brothers. Uh, seven brides for seven brothers. I really yeah. enjoyed it aside from, you know, some of the questionable content, but you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a bit it's so delightful though. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, if if these if if it reflected real life, okay, maybe. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, that, that's awesome. I really enjoyed that one. I watched it for the first time through the podcast. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta see if I can find you a copy of the uh the Assassins oh yeah rev- revival from the early two thousands. Because mm-hmm. I I'm probably in the minority that thinks that's the superior version. Yeah. Even though I love Victor Garber's booth. Mm. Um yeah, and I think you'd like a strange loop too. A strange loop. What's yeah. that? It's a uh, it's a newer musical about the black gay experience in America. Okay, and it's great. I'm down. Hey. <laughs> well, we got a quick cold up on topic here. Oh, we do. Okay. Yep. I uh, I watched Soul. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> We're missing Jonathan's review on Soul. So, yes, please tell us. Okay. And this is without listening to you guys at all. So, I'm assuming that I might have the consensus here of it's okay. I feel like Paul might have hated it. No, actually, I think we were mostly positive on this film. Yeah. I feel like we both kind of, I mean, I'd seen parts of it and Paul had watched it and thought it was, I think he was in the okay field, but then he liked it more this time. Okay. We still, you know, we still had some issues, but. Yeah, um, it's not Wolf Walkers, so oh yeah, there's yeah, that. Whole, that was and also consensus. <laughs> this was a uh, very much me going to this week, going all right. I'm going to watch Soul again, but I'm definitely going to make sure that I watch all three of the uh, Irish folklore trinity, and I did. Mm. <sighs> good stuff. Good just, stuff. Yeah. Good cool. stuff. Just fucking good stuff. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. it's, I wish Secret of Kells was a little longer though. Yeah, so do I. I yeah, like that. True. I like that film, but it's definitely a first film. Yeah. Of, of a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, Soul, I, I mean, I liked it, but I think it's fine. Again, it's, you know, Trent Reznor given three white keys and two black keys, and that's his soundtrack. So, Zach made sure you were represented in that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, is it, was there but, anything in particular that like you didn't care for in the film? It just, I would have loved an entire movie in the afterlife thing or the pre-life or whatever. Like I, I didn't care for anything that was, and I know it's like, I just wanted more of that mm-hmm. and not so much stuff in the real world stuff. Like I would have just, so it's, yeah. that's the part I enjoyed anything outside of that. Music was fine. I'm not a jazz fan at all. Hmm. I, I think jazz is just a bunch of random notes put together that, and I understand it, that's its purpose, but 
I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not for me. So there's that. Gotcha. So I feel like that might be one of those reasons why I'm not big into this movie because it's very jazz heavy and you don't like jazz. Lots of jazzing going on, which makes me sad because that means just me and Riker can never be friends. Oh no! Mm-hmm. But you know. yeah, hmm. but yeah. yeah, I think we you know are we felt like the beyond stuff needed wasn't developed quite right. They uh, could have spent some more time there or something or developed ideas. It was a lot yeah. of high high level concept stuff that didn't quite yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. the movie also had a problem of who's your audience mm. when it comes to the age group. Um, you sure you didn't <laughs> listen to the episode? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just very much like, all right, this isn't really going to be for kids because I'm not sure what message we're going to give them other than, you know, be yourself or don't you don't need to be forced into what you think your your goal is not your life that uh-huh. whole thing but the whole you know thought of death and ah god that's the, he also should have fucking died in the end like i feel like that was the better ending don't give him a second fucking chance like i want to watch him oh, be okay with going into the great beyond or sucked into whatever hole was going on there <laughs> but it was also good for the you know little quick sight gags and shit like that and mm-hmm. small like I, I i liked those was it a uh, was it was it Tina Fey? Was the yeah? T- Tina Fey is twenty two, so she'll 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 always have a special place in my heart. To anything she's in, she makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Soul. All okay. right, then uh, we'll ask you the questions. Then is the did this deserve to win Best Animated Feature? Compared to Wolfwalkers, absolutely not. Um, I think I'm at the point now, and it only took the. Uh, last three uh movies of the best anime feature for me to realize fucking disney does not get an automatic win just because they're disney yeah and fucking knock it off yeah <laughs> stop that shit no yeah. like wolf walkers was there right come the fuck on um also i don't know why onward was even nominated <laughs> i don't understand that at all Agreed. That movie was yeah. boring as shit. Not good. And we already had a Pixar in there. It's like what? Uh, I I even forget that Onward was Pixar. It, it might. Be yeah. Worse. It, <laughs> yeah. It 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 doesn't fit into the Pixar like no. palette. It feels more like a Disney Animation Studios. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just not an interesting movie either. It's not. Which sucks because it sounds like something that would be one hundred percent up my alley. Yeah, anything that has a gelatinous cube in it should be a great movie. And I'm really sad that this movie got to it before the Dungeons and Dragons movie did. Yep. Mm -hmm. But D&D hat did it better. So much better. (laughs) Fuck, I might go watch that movie again. That's so good. (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't think it deserved it. I think I'm not mad that it won, but I am because Wolfwalkers 100% should have taken that. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, is this the worst best animated feature? It is not. In fact, I'm not sure if I letterboxed that in there. Give me one second here. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of your uh, thoughts were kind of in line with what we talked about on the episode. And Mr. Benjamin Banks had a lot of 
insight to share. So if you haven't heard that episode, folks, go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not the worst, but it's uh, it's in my bottom five. I got it at mm-hmm. seventeen for uh, just under Shrek and above Rango. All right. Hold on, you got it at seventeen. You got it at your bottom five. Well, how many are we at now? We're at the oh 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 because we haven't. I I have uh this uh the one we're covering today in in the list now. So never mind. You're oh. right. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to talk about that movie? Let's talk about that movie. beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan pierce i'm zach mccoy and we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscaristy podcast show we discuss oscar winners throughout history trying to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong and what film are we watching this week zach we are watching guillermo del toro's pinocchio a darkly emotional retelling of the classic story of a father his pain and the child who wants desperately to heal him Excellent. And is this everybody's first time watching Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? See, si. uh, no. Second time. No, for me as well. Second time. Um, Zach, do you remember the first time you watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Shortly before the Oscars on Same the Netflix. Here. Same here. What an <laughs> exciting, exciting lives we lead. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well then, uh, let's get into an Oscar breakdown. Break All right, best animated feature goes to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, giving Guillermo del Toro, Mark Gustafson, Gary Ungar, and Alex Bulkley Academy Awards, uh, beating out Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Mm. These are the only nominations that any... Uh, any animated film picks up, but we do have a fun note tonight. Mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro is the first director to win a Best Picture Oscar and a Best Animated Feature Oscar. Hooray! The first and only director we have covered in two different categories. Nice. Oh, That's the, yeah. I'm happy about that. That makes me happy that we have talked about Guillermo del Toro more than any other director. Well, I don't know about more than any other. In two different categories. Two different categories. Still makes me happy. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure like Lee Unkridge or Pete Doctor, we have talked about more in this category than we have anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Well. All right. So there you go. These five movies, this one category, Guillermo del Toro, who uh, overall, this is his... His third Academy Award, personally, and for his films, it is his uh, the eighth Academy Award that his films have won. Mm. Man, it's almost like that guy's a really goddamn good director, right? What a hell of a nice guy, too. Doesn't he seem like he would be? Like he seems he just, very. I just want to sit and hang out here. with him. Um, eh, <laughs> Jonathan, are you watching Barry? 
Am I, I am not watching Barry. Oh, I need to watch Barry. Fuck. This past episode, Gilbert Del Toro showed up in one of the best cameos I have ever seen. Spoiler alert for the end of the episode. I started watching Barry on your suggestion. I'm three episodes in. So, oh, nice. Chip nice, but nice. no way. All right. I want it will be my next show. All right. Well, is that our Oscar breakdown? That is our Oscar breakdown. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. I don't like Pinocchio. I love Pinocchio. I love this movie. I also love hmm. this movie. I don't and like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> I think Pinocchio is one of my favorite stories. Uh, this shit Pretty. was dark. This fuck. <laughs> it was. I I feel like the story of Pinocchio should really resonate with me, but I have never really liked any of the films either. Maybe it's the circus element. Yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, see, see, yeah. but I like it because Pinocchio is like, yo, fuck the circus. It's right. bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've never liked Pinocchio very much. I, it's probably my least watched like Disney film. Uh, haven't really seen a version that I've cared for a lot, but this is far and away my favorite version. Um, yeah, I, I love how they, you know, said it in, uh, Italy during you know fascism and stuff. It's mm-hmm. the, yeah. the rise of World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, I thought it was really fucked up and really funny how you spent the first five minutes like, how is he gonna kill this kid? Because <laughs> I think he did that on purpose. And it's like, all right, is a crucifix gonna fall on him? Nope. Is the tree gonna fall? You know, the kid's gonna die. Yeah, how's it gonna happen? Oh no! In the end, it's just a bomb's gonna fucking fall fall on him. Mm. Like that shit was dark. Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a way to start a movie. It's so good, but um, the cast in this fucking movie. Mm. Yeah, just yeah. God, <laughs> Del Toro went to work. Like I'm pretty sure it's because that guy's just friends with everybody. It was just like, um, let's grab everyone and let's also grab uh, Walter Frey. Yeah, let's make him Geppetto. That'd be fun. Yeah, that is a pretty inspired casting, I think. Um, I, I know that's not his real name, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just upset you didn't go with Filch or I, uh, the guy who played the first Doctor in that movie about the beginning of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Say we had to go lame of Thrones. You're the lame of Thrones. That's true. Nobody is denying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Bradley as Geppetto is incredible. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast list now. It's like, the, okay. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. The top 15, like, people. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's just murderer's row here. It's, yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And when your when your cast is so full, and Kate Blanchett says, "I really want to work with you," and you go, "Do you want to play a monkey?" <laughs> yeah, and she says yes. You know, you know, you have an entirely too stacked of a cast. Yeah, it's like if if you heard she was in this movie and you watched it, you'd be like, "What? Where? Where is she?" <laughs> oh, I um, it is beautiful, beautifully. Uh, animated, beautiful uh, figures and 
gorgeous landscapes and everything just so meticulously made. And I'll say the the things I'm not crazy about most of the songs. Like the, I don't I don't remember any of them really. Like they didn't stick with me. I'll give you that. Although I definitely enjoyed uh, uh, every time you and McGregor tried to sing. Uh, it kept getting interrupted. I thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. since he's probably like the best singer in the cast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good. Very good. Technically good movie that <laughs> I feel like is a little long, maybe too. I would have shaved maybe 15, 20 minutes, and I'm not sure exactly I, where, but. Usually I would agree with you, but this one I felt like it was exactly as long as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they fluffed it in any way. I I don't think, like you said, it would, if if I were to cut anything, I'd, I'd be pretty hard to find where. Um, maybe the, uh, no, you think like the, the, the kid, the, 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 when they're in soldiers as kids mm-hmm. at camp, maybe possibly, but, uh, you know, it, it all ends up tying together really well. And I mean, it's under two hours, so it's not a big yeah. complaint, but yeah, I, it's felt longer watching it for me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's a me thing. I, I think my problem was I was, as original as this take is, I was still just like waiting for the story beats to happen. I don't know why I was so it's, it's one of my problem with remakes in general is cause like, how are they going to handle this beat or whatever? It's like, it, All right. it's my yeah. own mental t- catch up or hang up with how I'm processing remakes. I think that's fair. And this one is definitely one. I am hard pressed to call it a remake as much as a retelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a there's a reason he's calling it Guillermo del Toro's. Yeah, he wants you to know that this is not what you think of when you think of Pinocchio. This is this is what Guillermo del Toro thinks of when he thinks of Pinocchio. Mm. It's Uh, not the Benini Pinocchio. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, either of them. He's been in two now. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, this is. this is from start to finish his like, Hey, this uh, if, if I would have written Pinocchio, how would I have written it? And the mm-hmm. fact that he, he remakes it in pretty much uses all of Guillermo del Toro's like running themes. Mm-hmm. Like there's kids are going to die. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of child children in danger and lonely children and, neglected and mistreated children and there's a lot of like anti-fascism and how fascism how fascism especially is just a huge danger to children in general like it's yeah it's a Guillermo del Toro film first and Mm -hmm. Pinocchio second yeah Yeah. 100% I love the afterlife stuff like I would have loved more of that the image seems to be a running theme for you tonight (laughs) well the uh yeah right no yeah you're right um well it's just the fact that so like she says right every time Mm. you die you got to stay here longer but he was there for us shorter so i'm like i wanted more of those conversations like i felt like that would have been good character progression for pinocchio like because he starts off as an absolute shithead (laughs) yeah like Like, i mean generally how pinocchio does yeah and 
I, I would have loved for like those the lessons being learned during the, those conversations with uh, was it Tilda Swinton? I think played uh, mm-hmm. yeah, in the woods, yeah. right? Yep, and, and death. Yeah. So I, I just uh, I, I feel like that would have been more. Who who played the rabbits? It was Tim Blake um, Nelson. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> also found it really funny that SpongeBob played Mussolini. <laughs> yes, wonderful. <laughs> uh, I. I think you mean Eduardo from Foster's Home. Oh, uh, no. Did I like potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I like chocolate a bit. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, now I want to watch Foster's again. <laughs> it's, it's such a good show. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I also thought Monster was a little weird. Uh, but very much in that Guillermo del Toro weird creature creation way, it just it was, yeah. it was almost kind of gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know actually if they even deemed it monstro, but uh, it's just what I'm going to call him. <clears throat> There's some ickiness here. There was uh, the net the uh, Netflix. Uh, I saw the word Netflix here. Wikipedia says that it's just a giant dogfish. Well, I like that better than Monstro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying oh. to think of more things to say. I, there's there's an emotional heft the that permeates the film that that's really good. It's mm-hmm. well done mm-hmm. as as Guillermo does. Um, and ultimately, it just mm-hmm. didn't hit quite as hard as I would have liked it to for me. But yeah, I'll agree with that. I. I didn't get as wrapped up in this um, as emotionally as I thought I would, except, you know, just Del Toro uh, taking on like the rise of fascism Mm -hmm. in the world today and Mm -hmm. like strictly saying, Hey man, this is, this is how this shit goes. Right. Yeah. Like keep, so it definitely got my ire up a few times and Ron Perlman's so fucking good in it that. Yes. He, Although there are times where I'm just like, would I have preferred Christopher Waltz in that character? Right. Because mm. I don't know. I, I'm also of the mind that Christopher Waltz is trying to be the uh, anti Pedro Pascal, where we just never see him ever. He just randomly shows up in a movie and go, oh, you're the best thing that's happening right now. Thanks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no, I think I, Christoph Waltz is. I like him as Count Volpe. I, oh, I'm not saying he was bad at all. I thought he was great. Yeah, I think I think I think Ron Perlman gives um, gives Podesta the the heft that he needs. Sure, gives sure. him the more of the force. And when uh, when he has to like, I had a thought, and it really just died. I. <sighs> But no, I, I, I like Perlman. Thought. Yeah, yep. no, I, and I definitely enjoyed him. I just, I, I would also like to just as like a test to see their roles switched and to see how that go. Fair enough. And I think it'd probably go just as well. I, um, I feel like uh, one thing that I really like that I can't remember if it's in as much in other versions of Pinocchio or at all is really the, the push for um, Geppetto to learn to love Pinocchio for as he is instead of what he's projected upon him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I think that was really well done. 
Yeah. So, oh, go ahead, Paul. I was say he's built this. He's built this child to replace the one they had yeah. and lost. Yeah. And uh, he wants him to be that child, but it's not how that works. Yeah. So I want to talk about the ending for a second. Okay. Um, I liked it, but at the same time, it felt unnecessary. Now, I don't know because I'm sure be Disney being Disney, they, they don't have original ideas. So I don't know if the Pinocchio was in another, there was a original story out there and I don't know how that one ends. And I don't know if this is closer to that original story or not, but, um, did, did we really need to kill the fucking cricket? <laughs> yeah. Like, did, Every, did everything we, died. I, I thought it was cool the fact that he did not become a real boy. Yeah. I, I but, like the idea of, you know, you, you as a child are probably going to know a lot of pain. You're going to outlive, hopefully, outlive your elders and, uh, to know that you're going to be able to move on and be okay. Sure. But he's got a dead cricket in him at all times now. That's just gross. <laughs> he's a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is nice that that's his home. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any other notes on this movie, gentlemen? I like the Sebastian J cricket rather than another Jiminy. Jiminy. Right. I mean, in, in the original Pinocchio, he's just named Cricket. He doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Nice. So so we just map whatever we want onto him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, fascism is dumb and bad, and mm-hmm. don't do it. Don't do that. Yeah. Bad fascists. Bad. Woody <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guthrie said it best. All you fascists are bound to lose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. seeing as how this was not a Disney movie, nor was it uh, anything Pixar. that Alan Tudor. Well, it would, yeah, I was gonna say a picture, but then I just realized they're both fucking Disney. Well, I mean, but different arms of Disney, and Tudor yeah. does Tudic does Disney animation, and yeah. Ratzenberger does Pixar. So yes, so so we get to to end this. Uh, end this topic without either of them. Well, that's sad. That is kind of sad. Yeah. But also, good. But if you were to put two dick anywhere, yes. where would you put them? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of animals to choose from, I guess. Yeah. Um, My problem is I don't want to replace anybody that is... See, that's the problem. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you add? Do you, do you put Figaro in the movie? It's passing uh. seagulls when they're on the dogfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you just make him the uh, cat dog monster. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it was called. Well, then let's get into our worsty judgments. And Zach. Hello. Does this movie deserve best animated feature? Deserve is the word. So I'll rank these. Uh, at the bottom of the rankings... I actually think this is a very uh, solid category. Um, Turning Red is at the bottom, but I think it's a very good movie. I enjoyed it, Um, and I'm glad it's nominated. It was a conversation starter in a lot of good ways. Some dumb ways, but good ways overall. Love the music, love the message. Yeah, 
And then I have the Sea Beast, which I watched for the first time this week, which I thought was beautiful. And then, you know, obviously owes a lot to like how to train your dragon, but not exactly. Um, and I really, really liked it up until the end, which was kind of rushed there. There was a lot of uh, the movie could have used five or ten more minutes of explaining the origins of the battle between the people and the, the sea beasts because it just kind of wrapped it up kind of quick and that kept it from being better for me. Um, then I had Marcel the shell with shoes on with uh, that one. That one got me emotionally in a way that Pinocchio didn't. Um, and it was just so sweet and quiet and thoughtful and contemplative and slowly paced, but in such a good way. I, I loved I loved how I could just kind of sit with it and let it let it exist rather than be blasting at me or something. Um, but my favorite animated film, uh, I really I I stuck with that Puss in Boots Last Wish. I thought it was great. Um, and I have Pinocchio at number three behind Marcel. But the question of deserve, yeah, it deserved it because it's. Whether I love it or really particularly enjoy it, I can look at it and see that it's a masterpiece, like the way it's made and, and the themes it represents. And absolutely, I think it deserves it, even though it wasn't my favorite of the year or the one that I enjoyed the most. All right. Yeah. What do you think? Um. So unfortunately, I did not get a chance to watch The Sea Beast or anything else other than I've seen Turning Red. Um, the Sea Beast was the one that I really wanted to watch. Uh, same thing with Marcel, the shell with shoes on, but it's, I don't know. That's one of those ones I'm kind of being spiteful because Trav wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I love you, Trav. Uh, and Puss in Boots, I didn't watch only because I haven't seen the first one and I want to watch both of them uh, just purely on Paul's recommendation. Um, and I think Turning Red is okay at best. I know uh, Banks wouldn't shut the fuck up about that movie. Uh, I just, or either that or he just loved the boy band. I, I'm not sure which. <laughs> um, so that being said, of those two that I've seen, this one obviously is the better of the two. Um, so yeah, I think it deserves it. I think even if I probably have seen all of them, I'd still say that this one being not a Disney movie, um, it being original in, a, in its own way, uh, even though it's a story that's been told a few times, um, it is a retelling. It is it was done differently, and it was done very much Guillermo del Toro. So just you get a, you get a star immediately just for being a Guillermo del Toro movie. Like Guillermo del Toro can sit on a toilet, and the camera <laughs> is inside the toilet, and I will say it still gets at least one star. So. Um, so that being said, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think it deserved it. Paul. All right. So this is the year that, um, that the Academy relaxed some of its restrictions on, uh, animated films, which is how something like Marcel the Shell with Shoes On gets into the category because it's mostly stop motion, but there's a lot of live action in it as well. Mm -hmm. So, so because the majority of the film is stop motion characters, I'm going to take that rule. Oh, also, uh, uh, rotoscoping got relaxed into being eligible for best animated feature this year. Cool. When we so, say rotoscoping, I'm sorry, that's another that's uh, darkly type. Yeah, like scanner darkly. <laughs> oh, okay. They, sure. they shoot it and then they kind of animate over the uh, the film. Nice. Okay. 
Okay, so that was that was not allowed until this year. So I'm saying that because I'm about to do this thing where I'm ranking them. And I want to start with the bottom of my list, the very bottom, the one I don't think should have been here at all. The only one in this category I don't think should have been nominated, The Sea Beast. Oh, okay. It's, which I think is a good movie. I think it's a sweet movie. But I think, and uh, the, the sea monster in it is adorable and reminds me of Stitch and Toothless because I think Chris Sanders directed this. Chris so, Williams, I think, was the guy. Oh, Chris name. Williams. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I know where he's going. <laughs> or where am I going? Nope, continue. Sorry. Okay, so here's all of the films I would have put into the best animated category before I put Sea Beast in okay. the best animated category. Because it is, Sea Beast was my number 62 of the year, so it was like right in the middle, but I still gave it four stars. Mm. So here are films that I had ranked above it. Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Yep. Mm. I think could go in this category. The Bob's Burgers movie, which I loved. Uh, going up a little bit more. Lightyear, which uh, we already got Pixar in here, so I don't want that in the category, but I have it ranked above Sea Beast. Apollo 10 and a half, the new Richard Linklater film mm. on Netflix. Watch it. It's incredible. Uh, it is a shaggy hangout film, and I like it a lot. Uh, speaking of shaggy stuff, DC's League of Super Pets. I had a great time watching. Uh, Strange World. Again, we already have Disney represented. I don't need Strange World in there. I think it has gotten some weird rap that I don't understand, and I really like it. I think it didn't get panned at all. It was just marketed fucking poorly. It was, and so people just threw it away. They're just like, well, I guess that sucks. Yeah. yeah. And then stupid people, you know, say, yeah. what is this agenda movie? It's like, not even agenda. Gay people exist. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did put Catwoman Hunted, but uh, those DC animated films don't get theatrical releases, but I liked Catwoman Hunted a lot. Hmm. Uh, and that is, I think I know what Jonathan's thinking about now. I'll get there. I will get there. <laughs> um, that Those are the films that I would put instead of Sea Beast, but also I don't want any of those films nominated for this category. Okay. So ranking the other ones real quick. Uh, so the other four movies in this category are all in my top 20 this year. Nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, starting with the film that made my number 20 of my top 20, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Loved uh, the film that made my number 18 of my top 20, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And the, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out here and say it. The movie that made my number 19 of my top 20 is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. My wow. Number, my number eight of the year is turning. No, number 10 is turning red. Really? Mm. Yes. Turning red is in my top 10. I think this is a near perfect film. I think it is Pixar. Oh, that's a weird face that I'm making there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's your serious XM radio picture. There we go. Uh, I think it's the best film in the, in this category. I think it is one of the, uh, thank you, Zach. I see you taking a picture there. Um, I, I think it is a film that deals with issues that children's media don't normally I deal agree. with. Mm -hmm. And most people just now write it off because it has catchy songs in it that were, uh, written by, uh, Billy Eilish and Phineas Brother and Ferb, Phineas. Her, her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Billie Ferb. Eilish. I have nothing against Billie Eilish. I just think that that's what people think of when they think of the movie. And hey, let's uh, ignore the entire thing about you know a young girl getting her period. 
Mm-hmm. I really want to see Are You There? God, it's me, Margaret. Um, I I think this is a beautiful film. It captures a wonderful time in the world. And I I I related to it a whole lot. And uh, I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's a wonderful film. And I think it's the best film of the category. Now, rolling, rolling back to the two films <laughs> that I would put in here above Sea Beast and are both still above Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. My number 12 of the year was Netflix's Wendell and Wild, oh. which was uh, directed by Henry Selleck. Right. Starring Key and Peele. I love this film. And more to the point. I need I to watch it. this. It's incredible. And it has one of the goddamn best soundtracks of any film that's ever existed because it's all black punk and ska music. Nice. Very nice. A character just wears a fucking fishbone t-shirt through the entire movie. It's <laughs> the best. This movie is great. I still have Turning Red above it. Now, my on my too good to rank, because it is too perfect of a film <laughs> to deserve to be, to be put into whatever mm. stupid list I make, <laughs> my number one film in my heart of the year Blue's Big City Adventure should have been nominated yep. for Best Animated Feature and won. That being said, I do think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio should have won this because it's in my top 20. And if it's in my top 20, I want it to win. There you go. But I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been mad with Marcel in Puss in Boots. I would have loved to have wanted to support Turning Red winning this, but I'm just so over Pixar Disney winning this award. <laughs> Right. But Blue's Big City Adventure, best film of the year, best animated film of the year, should have won this category. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach, is this the worst best animated feature? No, it's not. I have it at my number 11. I gave it four stars, and it probably deserves more than that, but I just, you know, not, not for me so much, even though, like I said, I, I admire it and appreciate it for what it is. Fair enough. I have it at my number eight. I got it in between Frozen and Wally. I liked it a lot. Paul. Uh, strangely enough, I gave it the Zach four and a half stars, but Zach and I have it in the same place. It's at my number 11. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that is where we're going to call it here today. Thanks, you guys. I love you guys. Yeah, it's just so weird too, seeing man. Paul frozen here. It's just it's like he's judging me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably am. Who knows? That's fair. I'm not oh, even sure I know. He's playing the world's t- smallest violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can catch me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and on Letterboxd, where I am watching 2023 movies, but didn't watch any this week because I watched season fucking three of Picard is top notch star trek if you haven't watched it watch it if you haven't seen season one and two that's okay just watch season three i cried so much i cried so much i've been seeing a lot of that oh my god watch season three of picard just fucking do it um and you can catch me there as alternate underscore outcome zach where can we find you Find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name. And I mentioned earlier, the only new thing I've watched aside from these stuff was Barry, three episodes in, Mr. Workman. Excellent. 
Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dressmen on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. You could follow me at Father of the Fear across Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I watch. And the only thing I didn't talk about last week that I watched, like, movie-wise this week, was the Netflix film Chupa. Oh. Which is, what if E.T. but a chupacabra? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure this film was made specifically for me Hmm. because you open up and you meet the main character and he's got a room full of Jurassic Park posters and toys and Mm -hmm. and Power Ranger stuff, Jonathan, for you. Uh, Oh, well, I know what I'm watching. uh, Then uh, he goes to meet his grandfather, who is a uh, retired luchador. Who who in the movie they say is as famous as El Santo. And that's if you know anything about El Santo, that's a lot. Hmm. Imagine, imagine the heights of fame that Michael Jackson got around the world, and that was El Santo specifically in Mexico. Wow! In fact, uh, he they gave him a little cameo going into uh, Ernesta de la Cruz's party in Coco. Oh, okay. That's how much. That's how much El Santo means to Mexican culture. That guy's was huge. Anyway, so that's just something. Uh, anyway, and then. Uh, at one point, they just throw in this Mexican ska punk cassette tape into a into a car, and three kids just start singing along to it, and it was dope as hell. <laughs> nice. I like the Chup- ska representation is very nice. Yeah, so much ska. I love I love that people are finally coming around to what I have always known: ska is the superior form of music. I can get behind that. Yeah, it should be everybody's number one through twenty five on their top twenty five every year because <laughs> there's no other form of music. Mm. That's all I'm saying. There you Fair go. enough. What's wrong, Zach? <laughs> Nothing. I, I, um, I feel like I'm a fake ska fan because I like shout out to Streetlight Manifesto, who I saw at the Norvo. Oh, but love Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah, me too. Hey, it's this. It's what I always say whenever, uh, whenever the quote unquote Star Wars fan conversation comes up. Do you like only the Mandalorian? You're a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. Do. You, do you know every piece of lore that's ever existed in Star Wars? You're a Star Wars fan. Did you watch the uh, the Ewoks cartoon when you were a kid and never saw any other stitch of Star Wars? You're a Star <laughs> Wars fan. I like it. So, you like Streetlight Manifesto? You're a Scott fan. Yay! Because they're great. Anyway, no, I just I just ride or die for my obsessions. Good. Good, you should. Okay. Uh, now that I've talked way too much about nothing, Zach, what are we watching next week? Oh, well, we're going to... Hang around and uh, recap what we've been doing for these uh, best animated features. Recap oh, episode. God, it would be nice to have a, a nice little break. Yeah, nice yeah. little chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, even, oh, come on. I was going to say, I, I, I feel like you know this movie was a little t- harder to talk about, but we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, then we are going to go into our thanks, and we're going to thanks. Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up for Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We're going to thank uh, Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We're going to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscarsity Pod and on Facebook at The Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Give us five stars and help bring down fascism. 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 Fascism.
bash the bash. Give us dark bash five bash. stars. Yes, please. <laughs> Star so, reverse baby choke. Yeah. <laughs> it's five star reverse. Well, I'll take five uh, star reverse. So, yes, please. We all want the color of our choosing, please. Okay. So for Jonathan and Zach and uh, you know what? Let's let's give a shout out to Kate Blanchett playing the monkey. Hell yeah. Oh, so much. Yes. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>